Is your market slowing down a little bit? Maybe those record high sales prices aren't attracting the buyers in droves anymore. In this episode, we're going to talk all about what to do before you drop the price. Welcome to the Savvy Agent Podcast, where we help real estate agents build a thriving business so they have financial freedom in their life without having to work 24 seven. I'm your host, Heather Wright. Now let's get to it. We've all heard the market is shifting, but that is honestly not the end of the world. Repeat that after me. It is not the end of the world. For all we know, we're shifting to a normal market and it's not normal to sell a house in five minutes. I know that's been normal for the last couple of years, but in the bigger picture, it's not normal. And so today I'm sharing my best tips to take before you do a price reduction. And first up, set the seller's expectations. Prepare the seller of what to expect if your market is in flux. The more prepared they are for the unknowns, the less freaked out they'll be if it doesn't sell right away. This is like my number one goal, how to make sure the seller doesn't freak out. Sellers are the very first people you have to negotiate with when it comes to a price reduction. And if you set their expectations for this possibility upfront, it shouldn't be as difficult of a conversation. Of course, some sellers have selective memory, so this isn't quite a 100% foolproof plan, but setting the expectations up front is going to help you out in the long run. Okay, and then possibly my best tip is to upgrade your marketing. What are you going to do to get your listing maximum exposure? If it's not selling in five minutes, I mean, listing on the MLS is great, but if it's not selling in five minutes, what else could you do to get buyer's eyes on the property? First of all, does it need a little staging before you list it to give your visual marketing a pop? We've started including a staging consultation for the listings that need a little or a lot of help and our sellers love it and our marketing is better for it. Does your photographer happen to offer a video tour? You could include a link to the unbranded tour on the MLS listing for extra exposure. I have a 3D photographer that takes a Matterport of my listings. They upload it directly to Zillow. And then when my listing comes on market, it automatically attaches to the listing. Now I don't, I get this cheap one. It's like the Zillow Matterport. uh, And I don't get a hard copy. It doesn't expire after a certain amount of time. It's not quite as good as the full-blown Matterport. And it shouldn't be because it costs a lot less. But the purpose of this video is simply because my understanding is that Zillow loves having 3D tours. So they're giving listings with this feature more exposure. So for such a low price, why wouldn't I do that? And you know that you may have a photographer that does Matterport in your market. And that's where I learned about this. So uh, check with them and see if that's something, but if it's not that video tour might still get you extra exposure, whether or not it's a 3d tour, not to mention relying on Zillow's algorithm is an unreliable tactic. So that's why it's just one part of our marketing plan. I couldn't really tell you to date if it has helped us sell any houses, but I can tell you that our sellers love it and they feel special. Like, oh, I'm getting a 3D tour. I'm not sure that they really understand what it means, but they like it nonetheless. Open houses are a tried and true way to market your listing. Now I'm the first person to say that open houses are for getting buyer leads versus selling the house. But when the market shifts, It might be a good tool for your upgraded marketing. 
You can use this as an opportunity to get feedback firsthand from buyers about why they're not writing an offer. And it's a classic way to leverage your listing for leads. Facebook ads are another way to get a lot of eyeballs on your listing, and they're still relatively inexpensive. All the Facebook ad gurus will tell you they have the secret to running ads, but I'm here to tell you the secret is really about testing what works for you. Try photos of your listing, try videos, add graphics to your listing photos to share some data, you know, like the, the overlay, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, etc. You want your media to pop in the feed. And don't forget to leverage for leads by linking to your website where the buyer leads can register. Do you have a database that you could promote your listing to via email? What if you made some calls to buyers in your database to see if this property would be a match for them? Heck, invite them to your open house. It's just one more way you can leverage your listing while you're getting it exposure. That is what the seller has hired you to do, to market their home for maximum exposure and get it to the closing table. Direct mail is another option to consider. Your seller will be super impressed when they get a beautiful postcard in the mail promoting their house, your newest listing. We currently send direct mail to our database within the same or nearby zip codes of a listing. It's low budget, maybe $65 or so each time I send something out, but you could go bigger than that. You could mail to specific addresses in the neighborhood or your entire database. I don't know that I would use EDDM for this type of mailing unless it was a listing that you had that was already in your farm that you were already sending EDDM to. There's probably a lot of ways to upgrade your marketing if you just sat down and thought about what it is that you're currently doing, how it is serving your seller, and maybe what you could do to upgrade it to serve your seller more. Okay, my next tip is to use current market data to your advantage. Homes that sold in a day for $30,000 over list price in March may not reflect what your listing will experience in August. It might seem like it was five minutes ago, but it was actually five months ago. That's a big difference. So when you're looking at comps to try to predict what to expect, use the most current ones you can find. When I have a listing on the market, we compile the marketing activity each week. We track the number of emails sent from the MLS, the number of views on Zillow, Realtor.com, and any other website we can get substantial numbers from. I think we used to track Remax.com, but it's a pretty small number, so I removed it from the list. It looked bad. It was kind of embarrassing. So then we track active pending and sold listings that week that are within the listings micro area. So I, I look for comps in the micro area that would be like a half mile away or half mile radius from the listing, as well as in the entire MLS area. So if I list a house for sale in West Des Moines, West Des Moines is a pretty big town, pretty big city. I mean, it's not really a big city. It's a small city, big town. So when I'm looking for comps that an appraiser is going to use, I generally try to stay within a half mile radius. But then I'm going to look in the entire West Des Moines MLS area to get a bigger picture of what's going on. Tracking this data helps us identify what's going on market-wide. If comps in the micro area are selling, I can dig deeper to find out what makes them different from my listing. If nothing is selling in the micro area or the MLS area, then I wouldn't waste a price reduction because it may not be price. For example, August is a really slow real estate month in my market. The Iowa State Fair starts toward the beginning of the month and it lasts for 10 days. I know this is weird, but I'm telling you, for some reason, nothing happens during the State Fair. I don't get it. I don't particularly love the State Fair, 
but a lot of people do and good for them. And then there's back to school. It's the last days of summer. It's summer vacations. It's hotter than hell out. No one is focused on real estate in August. And I know this from experience and having to answer the, why isn't my listing selling question in previous years? So sometimes experience will help you. But in addition to that, the data is your friend. So if nothing else is selling and my listing is priced in line with the market, then I would recommend to my sellers to wait, ask around to other agents to see what they're experiencing. Use that information to keep your seller informed. Timing is everything. Don't waste a price reduction if the timing isn't right. And my last tip, when you get a price reduction, you're going to want to rinse and repeat. A nice price reduction should be exciting and warrant some new marketing activity. Schedule a new open house. I only do one open after each price reduction because you don't want that seller who's like, oh, do an open house every week because that's not very effective either. Notify your buyers in your database of the new price. Set up an updated Facebook ad. See what the market activity reports back. Rinse and repeat. Hopefully this information is helpful to you and you're ready to take on this new market and help your sellers get the most for their house in the quickest period of time, even if that takes a couple of weeks. When you do it right, they're going to recognize how hard you worked in this shifting market to get them the greatest deal. Remember that a shifting market is just a new challenge, like Barney Stinson on How I Met Your Mother. Challenge accepted. I mean, honestly, sometimes every day feels like a challenge in real estate. So, you know, just put one foot in front of the other and keep on going and do the best that you can and you will conquer the challenge. I'm certain of it. Have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.